1: Thank you for joining us on the shrink think podcast.
0: Hey there, Daniel Fava here. And if you don't know me, I'm the host of the Private Practice Elevation podcast, where I share online marketing strategies and interviews to help private practice owners attract more clients and scale their businesses. The Private Practice Elevation podcast is part of the SiteCraft network of podcasts, and I'm super excited to be part of this network alongside Aaron and Nathan and the great work they're doing. If you haven't discovered the Private Practice Elevation podcast yet, you can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd love for you to join me as we explore topics like building an effective website for your private practice, search engine optimization, content marketing, and copywriting. As well as my conversations with experienced private practice owners about scaling a practice, outsourcing, team leadership, and all the things that are going to help you elevate your business and create the life you love. Be sure to check us out at PrivatePracticeElevation.com for resources and content to help you in your online marketing journey.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to the ShrinkThink podcast. We are- as always excited to be here and I don't really have. I'm only ever excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm only ever excited. Yeah I don't have anything else in my back pocket besides what's this? More excitement. <laughs> Come on down. You're the next contestant. Oh my word. We got a new topic today. Actually Nathan this is your topic because we're talking about it. Uh, we're like okay what are we going to talk about? We've kind of run out of Ideas on my list, which is, like, hundreds of items long. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) finally, we've reached the end of it. Oh, my. Nathan, do you have an idea? (laughs) No. He's like, I've
1: got a list, too. I've got one idea. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah, typically what we do, I mean, I've actually been asked, you know, how do you guys come up with all these topics? Like, it seems like there should be an end. Dreams. They come
2: from our dreams. (laughs) That's where
1: they come from. (laughs) Yeah, and the truth is, it's just, like, during the week. So, I will write down, so somebody will, uh, I do this right in session. Somebody will be saying something. I'll realize there's a theme, but I'm so. Can you hold that to <laughs> I see it's coming. Here, take this tissue. <laughs> I need to write that
2: down. <laughs> right. Okay, commence, let it fall.
1: <laughs> right. <Bing. laughs> yeah, so, and what I'm writing down is like a theme. Like I'm realizing, oh man, I've like talked about this three times already in a couple days or whatever. So what the topic is for today is questions with an agenda. Because I'm finding that, I mean, I think it happens all the time. Um, The other component is it comes up for me because I do a lot of IFS. So I'm trying to help somebody be curious about it, about something. Curiosity does not have an agenda. And so I tell people that. But what I was realizing is, you know, I don't know that people realize you can get to an agenda really quick and not actually know and really say like, no, I'm just being curious. I'm just curious, man. I'm just curious why you're a moron. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Why don't you start us off? I think you had an idea, Aaron, as far as like, oh, I think you said that you think you have an example.
2: Yeah. As you were saying that, I was thinking of a conversation I had with a young woman this week about. And of course, you know, we always like change everything up just in case. Like so you guys know, like. If you're listening, like we're never going to take any of your information and share it here. We'll all like mix it up and switch it up. So you're like, that's not me. Or is that me? I'm like, no, it's never. No, it's never you. The demographics will not be identifiable at all. None of it will be (laughs) like there are themes like this represents like something that many people have said. Like, so this young woman was talking about her relationship and how she was communicating with her partner. And she was saying, you know, uh, asking some question, like having an argument and um, she would say something, and then he would respond kind of defensively. And as we're unpacking it, I'm realizing, oh, the question that you're asking is not just an open-ended question. It's a question that has an agenda. And I was realizing, oh, a lot of people talk about this. A lot of people talk this way, just like you're saying, where they think they're being curious. Maybe they're not being curious. The other thing is they think they're offering something that's helpful to the other person, but what it sounds like is kind of like, don't you think you're a moron or don't you think you should be doing things the way I do them? Or don't you think you should be doing things this way? Because that's better than whatever way you're doing it, you know? And it's kind of like, well, I don't want to accept that because you're you're essentially telling me whatever I'm thinking or however I'm doing something is not okay or is wrong. And I should be doing it a different way. That's the agenda.
1: There is an element with Socratic questioning that kind of lines up with this. The idea with Socrates was to not use the, and I've talked about this before, but not to use the question why. Not to start your question with a why. And the reason the reason why is because it invites the other person that they need to justify what they're saying. Really what you're the reason a lot of times, and that's well a lot of times that's what exactly what you want them to do. But the reason why he was like, don't do that is because what you're really trying to get at is the process the person took in order to do whatever it is that that you're questioning or to think whatever it is so in light of that curiosity is intended for that like you you actually and it's and it also invites a connection because you're caring actually about what the person actually thinks
2: yeah so if i had to say that a little bit differently i mean socrates is a really smart dude and you know he used a lot of like big greek language that i'm like i don't even understand so
1: that. are you aaron you're a smart dude you can still be smart and talk different
2: I need like an Aaron Cateese or
1: (laughs) something. Aaronism.
2: (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, What I think he's really getting at, like if I just put this in kind of like my everyday language here would be you talked about being curious about the the other person's thought process. It's like and and there's a connection there for sure. It's more about knowing the other person and knowing the other person is not an agenda. Right. It's not like when you know something about somebody, it's not like, oh, I know that your favorite color is purple. And then I don't do something with it like you should color on the walls, you know, with a pen, a purple crayon and make an imaginary world. And and like, no, you just let it be. By the way, that's a book reference for all you (laughs) parents out there. One of my favorite books. It's more about when you know the person. It's like you're just you're just seeking to get to some information about who this person is, why they think this way, how do they got there, why that's important to them or what the value or the importance of that thing is to them so that you can know them and care about them and connect with them over that. That's not something like to do something about. Like You need to take them somewhere. It's really just, I want to enter into your mind, enter into your heart, and know you. And that's really just a curious process to get there.
1: The, um, the, the thing I think about is sometimes you really, I mean, some of you out there are probably thinking like, well, I just want information. I mean, what if well, I'm going to have an agenda if I want information?
2: Here's the deal, though. I was just thinking this when you said that. In order to get to that information, or rather from the other person's uh, point of view, in order for me to share with you whatever it is I'm thinking or feeling, I've got to feel safe to share that. And if you think about that, like if you're in a class or if there's like some sort of a power dynamic between you and another person, like a teacher or a mentor or something like that, when they ask a question like, well, you know, like, what do you think uh, the answer to this is? there's like a spotlight on you and now you're like, Oh, I better come up with the right answer. Like I want to please this other person. If I'm wrong, I'm in class, everyone's going to know it or whatever. And so like, there's some fear of getting it wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. That usually prohibits a lot of us from giving any kind of an answer. Cause we're like, I don't want to be wrong. Right. That's exactly what I'm talking about. In order to open up and share that kind of stuff, you've got to have the safety to have like a thought process or a feeling that might be quote unquote wrong but
1: when you're just getting to know somebody, there is no right or wrong. This is just how you think. Yeah, that's interesting the way that you put that because I think it's being curious about something and asking a question is presupposing that you care. Which, in the other and and the, the other part, there is it's impossible to know whether or not um, the person's being cared about. So if you're the questioner and you have an agenda. You care more about the answers than you do the person.
2: Yeah, I think it is. You care about one specific thing, not about whatever comes up.
1: Yes, yes. So because and 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 therein lies part of the problem or part of the reason maybe why somebody would would use an agenda, because what you want is you're maybe possibly fixated on a a particular feeling or emotion that you have that you don't understand or something that came up. And you just want that information. You want that. You want to, you're trying to keep the connection alive, right? Because you want to maybe stay connected with the person. But on the other hand, you're so micro focused that you're not actually focusing on the connection at all. You're not allowing for the space of the connection. You just want the answer. And so the reason why, you know, in the beginning, we talked about like themes that come up in therapy and how we kind of like come up with topics. And so when you're dealing with a couple, and somebody has an agenda, they, they can get the answer that they want with the agenda, but then they still feel the disconnect, which they still want. So then they start demanding other things. But meanwhile, the person's like confused. Cause it's like, I, I don't know where we're going. I can keep telling you things and it doesn't matter. Like, I don't matter. You, you know, nothing matters except for whatever you're, it feels like an interrogation.
2: Right? Yeah. And that's where I think you get that response from the other person that you don't want that usually shuts that down. And oftentimes, and it was in this case with this young woman that I was uh, talking about, that it creates a cycle because the speaker in this case, who's got the agenda, really firmly believes that the other person like either needs this information, or we really need to get to that information or get these answers in order to get somewhere And it's kind of like at the expense of connection or at the expense of relationship, right? Because I'm saying I don't really, you're not really saying it, but kind of the message that comes across is I don't really care about the relationship. What I really care about is this answer or is arriving at this conclusion, you know? And so that's going to make the other person defensive and you're not going to get anywhere. It's going to be that dead end over and over and over again. And you might actually get there a different way by Like you're talking about being curious, but the risk is the risk with curiosity is it might take longer. You might not get there right away. You might actually arrive somewhere different than you intended. And the thing about that one is that you might believe that where you need to arrive or the information you need to get is the one and only thing that, or the best thing that needs to come from this. But curiosity might say, actually, there's something else that you don't know about that you might need and you need to risk arriving at that place
1: yeah so one thing i'm thinking about is with a couple that i was working with the problem was one person was absolutely defensive the other person i think started out actually curious but the problem then was like it's like why are you so defensive so now now like okay now now we have a goal i need to find out why you're so defensive i am going to find that out at all costs.
2: That's like the, I'm curious why you're such a moron. <laughs> right, right. I've really just, I'm genuinely interested in the answer. I just, I'm genuinely. I don't know why, how you could be this way.
1: <laughs> well, and, and the thing of it is, is that my heart does go out to this other person. Because what's happening in that dynamic is kind of all of a sudden they thought they were curious and things were going a certain way. And then they got this weird answer. And then it was like, wait, what do I know you actually? So why are you telling? And then it becomes this, this focused intent where nothing else matters until I get the bottom of this because the person's so thrown off by some information that's been given. And, And in light of that, I'm like, well, that makes sense. Except for, can you, can you broaden that out? Go back higher? Like, I get that this threw you off. I get it. And the other person is defensive in that scenario, because because I think actually there was some adultery, quite frankly, there was some other relationship going on. And then they answered weird and they're like, what? Um, but let's go back to who you believe this person is and then just start saying, OK, can you help me understand how you answered that? Like what's going on here?
2: And part of I think what you're getting at in this example is great because you're identifying that I have you sort of in a box, right? I I think I know who you are, right? And you might say something that stretches that a little bit, or you might say something that I didn't know, didn't realize, was not aware, was part of who you are or how you think. And either I didn't know that. And so then I'm like, what? I didn't know that about you. Or maybe it stretches what I'm comfortable with. It's like, oh, you like that? Or "You, you think that way? And that might rub me the wrong way if I'm the listener, because I'm like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with that. So that's kind of what I'm talking about with this risk thing is like you got to open up and risk seeing things, knowing things, being in places with and about the other person mm-hmm. that you might not expect and might not even feel comfortable with. Yeah. But it's not about you.
1: <laughs> well, and that's what I was just going to say. I think one of the things as we're talking here that I'm realizing is that agenda based questions are they're actually a demand that the relationship connect in a certain way or else. So <laughs> this is th- therein lies kind of the problem, right? So you have a s- situation where this where you're thinking, excuse me, as like, this person did that, wait, did you actually cheat on me? Like, and you know, because that that all of a sudden, I mean, it does, it would put anybody in a situation of who do I even who are you? But if you stay in curiosity about that, which by by the way, would be very difficult to do in that scenario. What will happen is is you you arrive at th- this weird place where you probably don't have the answers that you want that you're that you're demanding because you're because you thought you were connected in a certain way and now you're realizing that maybe you are not. So now you're trying to repair that which can get which is where you get sucked into the agenda of like I'm going to repair it this way this is exactly what we need to do there's nothing else.
2: And the result of that actually oftentimes produces the result you don't want the one you're afraid of like oh i don't want disconnection i don't want us to be disconnected so i'm going to have this agenda to regain the connection and that pushes the other person away like a magnet and then you're like why are you being so sketchy why are you being that way why are you be-? you know it's like i'm also being if i'm the t- the person talking with the agenda i'm also being weird i'm also like pushing something on you so i'm like creating some of that dynamic
1: right And down the road, when you land in a spot, let's say that you just don't feel that connection, then you don't. I mean, that's really your information, which actually puts the pressure on the relationship to try to figure out how to get connected back. It's just that this is where codependency and some other stuff will come in because when you are so afraid of losing the person and you just think like you're demanding an answer or whatever it happens to be, and you're on the agenda, they can start telling you what you want to hear and you can kind of know that, but then you're forced into agreeing, like leaving, letting it go because you've, you've questioned so much. You actually don't have any more questions. You know that you don't, that you know what they're going to say. You don't believe them. And so I guess what, you just stay there like, and we just wait until something else happens later.
2: Right. So there's a dynamic here that you're talking about, which if you've got this agenda, then letting go of it means you have to tolerate some discomfort Mm -hmm. in the relationship that might feel like disconnection or it might feel like um, non-resolution. It might feel like dissatisfaction with where things are at, maybe for the moment or even like in this season or this certain time period of our relationship or whatever. But it's like if you can tolerate that, it doesn't have to mean anything drastic. It might, but it doesn't have to mean anything drastic. And this reminds me of a previous episode we just did recently, which is tolerating the discomfort, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you can tolerate discomfort, you can actually gather and gain more information than you would previously. If you gather a certain amount of information that makes you uncomfortable. And then at the point where you're uncomfortable, you stop, you react. And now you're like trying to do something about it. But there's more information out there beyond your discomfort.
1: So as an example, you have some kind of a viewpoint that you're like, I've been talking about this cheating thing. And, and by the way, in this one case, I'm thinking of, um, like in this one situation, I'm not even talking about a specific couple. I'm talking about like when you think it's happening, but it actually is not. And I'm at as a therapist, I'll be sitting there thinking this is not happening. I know why you're thinking this is happening, but it's not happening. And you're going to only make it sound like it's happening because you keep having an agenda, which is making the person more defensive and now making it more real which is actually not true.
2: Right, which is the self-fulfilling prophecy. You're creating this problem. Yeah, man, You're manifesting so, it.
1: So many times have I run into this. Anyway, so imagine what would happen if you, if you said, can I stop you for a second? Um, I'm feeling a little nervous by the, by, the question, by the way you answered that. It felt to me like you were a little defensive. Can you, can you help me understand what you were feeling at that moment or what you were thinking? I just, I just honestly don't know because it was surprising to me. Right? So that's vulnerable for me to say, because I'm exposing something where I could look, I don't know, dumb, stupid, feel embarrassed, um, that type of thing. And the other person, though, is going to want to try to figure out like what? And what
2: you've done, as you said that, if I'm being the other person, I feel like you've now stepped back or leaned back and given me more space instead of the interrogation feeling moving toward me, you know, with a light on my face, <laughs> like you've moved back and there's more space for me to breathe and say, Ah, uh, okay, you're focused on yourself, you're telling me something about you. Now I can like turn inward to myself and say, Oh, okay, well, let me like think more clearly or tell you something more honest about myself. Now that I've got some space to actually tell you what I think and
1: not just the one answer you're looking for. Right. And it might be that in that situation, that a person goes, Oh, um, well, I'm not sure how this relates. But I just had a pretty horrific drive in and i'm really kind of i I honestly probably wasn't paying that much attention to what you were saying because i was this guy almost cut me off and for some reason i'm fixated on it so i don't know if that and which which honestly you're never gonna get that kind of an answer Mm -hmm. because who can make that up like you get these obtuse types of things and then you can feel in that moment like oh that actually does make sense you weren't paying attention to me and then you move on that's it you're done actually can get there a lot quicker. You know? Right.
2: And that, this is the example I was saying earlier about like when you have curiosity, you might actually arrive somewhere that you could not have predicted and had no idea that you would arrive there just like this place. And then it's like, oh, that's it. Like, that's what it was. I mean, OK, like I understand. I can see how it impacted you this way. I can see how it created this false kind of a smoke and mirrors kind of a thing for a moment. But the reality is what it really is. And that's all it
1: is. As we take it home here and close up, I, I want to give you, man, this is like one of those times where you're like, I'm glad I'm doing a podcast. I going to tell people things and feel better about it. But meaning like, if you right now, like if, if you're in a relationship where you're either regularly interrogated or you are the person who's just keeps asking questions and you've got this defensiveness that's going on and your partner's saying stuff like, just don't ask me. I can't believe you keep, would you just let it go? This is where I have literally seen a few different times people go and they've told me this individually. They're like, so apparently this person thinks that I'm cheating. I'm going to go do it. They want to know what it's like. I'm going to go do it. I'm telling you, like people get forced to the point. They were literally created an environment just to prove a point.
2: Yeah, but don't do that.
1: Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. If you're feeling that you need to have this type of conversation Uh, where we're talking about like just bringing it up and saying like look we've got to change this because you know you are kind of tempting me to do or or switching around the conversation as the interrogator
2: yeah and just really quickly what i would say i know like towards the end of this we're like giving you like a solution here like in the last you know 30 seconds or whatever but it's actually really simple the open-ended questions that have curiosity and no specific answer required is how you go about it so instead of saying don't you think this or Why did you whatever it would be like, hey, I'm just curious how you got to that conclusion or, hey, would you mind sharing with me what you were thinking when you decided this or when this happened? And then like, oh, so this and that. okay. And is there anything more that you want to share about that? Like there's no agenda. You're just open and curious. And then you're allowing whatever to be whatever is to be.
1: And and if you are a person who's realizing like, man, if I'm honest with myself, I kind of do do this. You're, prob- you're probably going to have to tell your partner, like, if you do something that's Aaron suggesting, Suggesting, you might need to say, like, look, I know I'm probably a- kind of an interrogator. I am actually okay. just trying to be curious here. I'm- I want to allow you all the space mm-hmm. so the person can be like, OK, they can take the risk because you probably scared the crap out of them. Right. Because right we're the- at that point, we're both trying to
2: change the dynamic. You are <laughs> trying not to interrogate and I'm trying not to get defensive.
1: Yes. That, ladies and gentlemen, is relationship. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course nine ways to overcome fear and self-doubt and you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening.